Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yeah, sure, old time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? Well, let's get right into it today. There are reports that Tuka Rask is um, not going to continue his comeback attempt with the Boston Bruins. Uh, Monday, I believe it was Monday morning, Bruce Cassidy said that he didn't expect Tuka Rask to practice for the rest of the week. So maybe that started things moving moving right along, and reports have been coming out ever since the middle of the game last night. Now, Rask may finalize his retirement decision by the end of this week or early next week. We really don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be too surprised if it was, you know, you know, sometime this afternoon. But we really don't we really don't know what's what's going on with him. I mean, he had a couple of starts and he didn't really look good, so maybe maybe he um he decided to hang up the skates and the pads. I mean, this doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I knew that he was going he wasn't going to recover from this surgery. You know, he was going to have issues. He was going to have major issues. Whether whether it's physical, I mean, maybe it could be it could it could be, you know, the hip. It could be something else. I mean, it could be psychological too. But I think what what really hurt him the most is no rehab starts. I mean, he signed a PTO with Providence, went there and didn't even didn't even play because their games were canceled. But he should have at least stayed on a PTO or re, or however that works, redid a PTO and stuck around in Providence for a while to see how things work out. Now, the other thing is, since he was a free agent, he could have played in the Olympics if he wanted to for Team Finland. You know, he could get in a few games, you know, get a few games in and reevaluate his injury. And who knows how we how he would have done, you know, in the Olympics. You know, maybe he would have actually won a won a won a medal, but you know, finish. You know, we're not. I'm not saying he was gonna team Finland was gonna go out there and win the gold, but probably a bronze medal. And I believe he has a bronze medal from the Olympics already. But I think that's what hurt him most. The thing that hurt him most was the rehab. You know, no no rehab starts with the Providence Bruins, and that's what he should have done. He should have stayed. He he should have stuck around Providence, gotten some gotten some you know, rehab starts down there. And if it things looked felt looked and felt good, he could have, you know, signed with Boston and, you know, we wouldn't be have we wouldn't be talking. I don't think we would be talking about this. Or maybe we would be we would be talking about this. But the fact is that, you know, maybe he came back too soon. Maybe he should have maybe he should have sat out maybe he should have sat out a season. But then again, if you sat if he went and sat out a season, then I don't think the Bruins would have would have re, actually resigned him anyways. Because the thing is, they would have stuck with Allmark and Swayman for the whole entire year. They would have they would have played pretty decent to the point where they didn't they wouldn't even think that Rask would need to come back. And now we're in the situation of you know it's now you know going to be Allmark and Swayman for the future. You know, so, you know, there's quite a few people, you know, 
especially the Bruins fan base that believes that Tuka Rask is a quitter. And I got to say, he sustained one of the worst injuries a goalie could go through, you know, and rehabbed for months. He tried to come back, and he couldn't t- to take another run at the cup. He tried, all right? He tried to come back, and to be that's not quitting on your team. A lot of people out there right now are, pro- are probably saying he quit on the Bruins again. How can you quit on the Bruins when you weren't even, you know, you hardly even played, you weren't even around the team? You know, so he went out and signed a cheap, the cheapest ass contract a goalie could ever, ever sign. And, you know, he tried to come back, you know, a couple games. He didn't do very well. And now he's decided to hang him up. So basically, he's not a quitter in my book. No way. No way. No way. Now, I know that Tim Thomas had the same surgery and came back to win the cup with the Bruins. But you got to realize, people's bodies are different. Maybe Tuca's injury was more severe than than Tim Thomas's injury was. Maybe, you know, I know that they were the same surgery, but, you know, people react differently. You know, and that would be, that would, that would probably, you know, be one of the, one of the reasons why, you know, he's done. You know, maybe, maybe there's still pain, you know, who knows, maybe it's psychological. But the ones that are calling, you know, Tuco a quitter right now are the ones that have hated him since day one. Yeah, you never, I mean, you you going all the way back to probably, probably the day you started hating him was when they blew the series against Philly. When they blew that f- series against Philly, that's when you started hating on Tuco Rask. Then in that following season, it was Tim Thomas that took the Bruins to the cup. So, but these people have no reason to hate him. I knew this day was coming and I was really hoping he was going to come back a little bit stronger, have a, you know, have a pretty decent, you know, be be here for the whole season and maybe lead the team to a playoff or, you know, a playoff, maybe win a playoff round. You know, so who knows? You know, I guess it just wasn't meant to be for for Tuka Rask this time around. All right. He's he's basically he's done. He's done. He's, you know, his career is over, but he's still one of the best Bruins history. Now, I know that a lot of you are saying, no, he's not. Yes, he is. He has a lot of records. He's led the team to to two Stanley Cup finals. Yes, he didn't win those Stanley Cup finals. And yet you're blaming him for losing those Stanley Cup finals when, you know, there are five other guys playing in front of him. So you can't really put the blame on the goaltender. You can't, but still, you know, you gotta, you know, the guys, one of the top was, was, is one of the guys, you know, one of the top goaltenders on the team, you know, and everybody's saying Tim Thomas was the best goaltender. Tim Thomas didn't do garbage when he was here, except for lead, except for that one season when he led the team to the Stanley cup, a guy wins a Stanley cup and he's better than the guy that's brought you at least legit to two Stanley cup finals. And possibly could have in 2019. He was the guy that kept this team together. He was the he was basically the reason why they got to the finals in 2019. You know, and then you look back and you're like, well, you know, Jerry Cheevers was the best goaltender in Bruins history. Yeah, you could say that in that in, in that time period. Yeah, in that time period, yes. You know, you didn't have 30 team. You didn't have 30 teams. Okay. 
you didn't have or 32 teams. You didn't have 32 teams. Your your playoff series were short. All right? You didn't you know, you you had a short playoff series. You didn't play, you know, every series wasn't seven games back then. Okay? You know, plus you know, you know, Jerry Cheevers after a while he jumped ship and he went to the WHA. So, you know, yeah, you want to, hey, somebody who quit, hey, there's somebody who quit on their team. That was Jerry Cheevers because he went and signed as a free agent with, with the World Hockey Association. Geez, didn't think about that one. You know, Andy Moog. Yeah, Andy Moog led your team to, to finals. Didn't win. But yeah, you guys still put him on a pedestal. You know, you know, there's a quite a, there's quite a lot of goaltenders out there that have come through the Bruins. You know, tiny, you know, going all the way back to Tiny Thompson and all the rest of those guys, you know. And, you know, the game was about a lot different back then. It was way different back then. You know, Blaine Locker, you know, you, you know, Jim K, you know, all these, the list of, I can name a list of Bruins goaltenders that everybody would say that was better than Tuka Rask. But that's the world we're living in with social media, too. Because social media goes absolutely, you know, goes crazy, you know, over anything stupid. And, you know, that's why I try to try to avoid it. You know, people are on people are on Tuca for for the whole for the whole um, bubble thing in Toronto. I mean, imagine thinking leaving a bubble during a global pandemic to tend to your child's emergency and you're and you're you're classified as a quitter. You know, oh, I quit on my team because he went and saw his sick, you know, his sick daughter or sick daughter, you know, so it's unreal. It's really unreal. And he deserves better, a better ending to his story as a Boston Bruin. All right. Not, you know, not as a quitter. I mean, the guy, the guy busted his ass every single season for the fans. And all you can do is just hate on him. Come on. I mean, I'm hoping the guy comes back with a with some type of a like a goaltending as a goaltending coach somewhere. I know he owns a team in Finland, so you know, maybe he's going to go back to Finland and, you know, run the team there. So who knows what's gonna happen with that. But it's it's fascinating when people say that, you know, he's a you know, he's a horrible goaltender. He's not you know, he's not that good, you know, he's not the best goaltender in Bruins history. Well, let me run down some stats for you. In 15 years, 15 years, he's played 564 games, right? He started 543 of them. He's got a record of 308 wins and 165 losses. Okay? 308, over 300 wins for him. 300. That that's incredible. You know, as far goals against average, uh, career goals against average of of 2.28, a save percentage of 0.921. I mean, he's he's had over 32,000 minutes, 52 shutouts. Okay? 52 shutouts. And a career uh, and 17 assists. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. That that's those are Hall of Fame numbers, folks. 
Those are Hall of Fame numbers for him. I mean, over 300 wins for the Boston Bruins. I don't think anybody else has has that. He's a two-time Vesna winner. Okay? You know, he's won the Vesna. You know, he's won, you know, the Jennings Trophy. I mean, come on, you know? You know, he's won that Vesna Trophy, and it's... Well, Tim Thomas won one, too. Tim Thomas won, too, so I can't really get on his case, but... Oh, no. Oh, Tuka Rask has one Vesna Trophy. I thought he had two. Huh. It's Tim Thomas that has the two tro- two Vesnas. And Tuka Rask has one. Okay, you got me there on the uh, you got me there on the Vesnas. You got me there on the Vesnas, okay? Yeah, so he's got one Vesna while while Tim Thomas has two of them. Okay, you got me there. You got me. You got me there. That's the only place you'll get me on on who's better, Tim Thomas or Tuka Rask. But when you have when you have five hundred, you know, you know three over three hundred wins, you know that's not you know that's nothing. That's that. I mean, it is something. It's something. You know, will will Allmark or even even Jeremy Swayman hit three hundred over hit three hundred wins for the Boston Bruins? Will they hit 300 in their career? We don't know. We really we really don't know right now because it's still early. And right now, the big question moving forward is who's going to be the number one, who the number one guy's going to be in net. And right now it's all Mark's net. He's been he's been playing really well in the month of January. Really good. I mean, it's going to be Swayman's net in a few years. And when he loses Game 7 of the finals, are fans going to say he choked? Well, probably they will. They probably will because the goaltender is, the, goal, the goaltender is, usually, is usually the first guy they're going to blame anyways. And it's, and it's always happened. It's always happened. You know, and the funny thing is that we don't know what's going to happen, you know, down the road. You know, will will Swayman still be here? You know, the trade deadline is coming up, and I'm kind of nervous that Don Sweeney's going to do something really stupid. Now, I know that they need a legit number two center. I know that they need at least a top two or top four D man. So, is Swayman part of the? Is would Swayman be part of that deal? I hope not, because he is he is our future. He is the future of this franchise. And you know, you know the last thing. Last thing I want to see is the Bruins trade for you know their top two, you know a top four, two or four D man for Jeremy Swayman. These two defensemen that they desperately need end up to be a bust, and Jeremy Swayman goes out and wins the Stanley Cup. You know, and and now you're talking. Not only you're talking, you know, trading for, you know. You know, for a number two center, a top, you know, a top two or four D man, but you know, there's there's tr- talks about Fabian Lysel going, you know, getting traded. You're not going to trade your 
whatever you do, you don't trade your top prospects. All right. And right now, Swayman, Swayman is one of your top guys. You know, he's an untouchable. Fabian Lysel is an untouchable. Pasternak, you don't touch. You know, you don't touch McAvoy. And the thing is, you know, that maybe, maybe it's, you know, I've seen reports that over the last couple of weeks that, you know, maybe, maybe it's time to move on from once, you know, now, now that Rask is gone, maybe it's time to move on and, you know, blow the team up and possibly, I mean, I'm not, I I don't want to piss people off here, but maybe it's time that we let, you know, Marshawn go or even, even, I hate to say it, Bergeron. Maybe it's time. Who knows? Because those guys aren't going to be playing here a couple, maybe a couple more seasons. And I think Bergeron is a free agent. His former um, agent is now the general manager up in Montreal. So you know, we we, you know, maybe maybe guys aren't going to be around here. Maybe it's time to do a, a complete rebuild of this franchise. I mean, you got like I said, you got some talented kids out there. You got Swayman. You got McAvoy. You got Pasternak. You're going to have this kid like Fabian Lysel who's lighting it up in the Western Hockey League. You know, you have a bunch of kids that I just watched in the Beanpot who play for Boston College. So maybe it is time to, you know, make some moves. Because I can tell you right now, Don Sweeney, Bruce Cassidy, maybe even maybe even Cam Neely, aren't going to be around to aren't going to be in the front office anymore or coaching. You know, this team this, you might as well blow the team up, start fresh with new management and a new team and just build around build around those kids, build around Swayman, build around McAvoy, build around Pasternak, build around, you know, build around um Lysel, you know, and and the rest of those guys. I mean, they still have John Beecher Who's playing in Michigan at Michigan um, University of Michigan right now, and they're the top team in the country, or one of the top teams in the country. So, but right now you, you got to look at the future of the Bruins right now, and right and just just by Rask, you know, retiring, I have a feeling that Marshawn and Bergeron are going to be um, are going to be on their are going to be probably look they're going to be the next two. Probably it'll probably be Bergeron and then Marchand. So who knows? But one of the things though that really ticked me off though about the the thing about last night's game was not only blowing a two nothing lead and only playing like twenty minutes. And we all know a game is sixty full sixty. They only play twenty. But the part that ticks me off last night was towards the end of the game when Marchand became an asshole. Yeah, I said it. And I've been a def- defender for for Brad Marchand for years. But after last, this the guy was uncontrollable last night. You know, we're looking at probably possibly we possibly lost our our best goal scorer, other than Pasternak. But our best goal scorer for ten games, and who knows if Bergeron suffered a concussion, he could be out for a lot longer. So basically, the month of February, you might as well this month of February, which was supposed to be for the Olympics. Everything has been condensed into a tight schedule because of the pandemic, rescheduling games. They're going to have a tough go of the month of February. They're going to have a tough go in the month of February. Now, Tuka Rask will go down as the best Bruins goalie ever. 
His jersey will hang from the rafters sooner than later. Maybe, maybe in two or three years. And I got to say, Tuco was elite. And this is a sad day if you're a real Boston Bruins fan. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.